BND the podcast is brought to you by 907 Nightlife. Are you looking for true love? You can find it on a sweaty Saturday night on the Bernie's Bungalow dance floor. Not only does Bernie's Bungalow promise love, it also offers a large array of liquid courage to quench your thirst. See you Saturday. You won't be disappointed. Created from the long, countless hours of state time and taxpayers' dollars, this is B&D, a story of exciting love and adventure. Hi, I'm your host, Nina J. Lee. Today, you will hear the first episode of B&D, a true love story that will leave you believing in magic and unicorns. Warm and sunny afternoons during spring in Anchorage, Alaska are the best. It means everyone is in a good mood, ready to party and have some fun. But that was not the case for me on this particular afternoon. I was 24 years old, and I was working as a juvenile justice officer for the state's only court-appointed female treatment center, McLaughlin Youth Center. I was young, and I looked it too. When I began working there, I was 22 years old, and oftentimes got mistaken as a resident. It was my dream job. I loved the thrill, emotional satisfaction, and the everyday excitement of working with the troubled girls. But let me start by saying this. Girls will literally do anything to get what they want. And when I say anything, I mean it. Some call them crazy. I call them determined. On this particular Alaskan spring day, my shift at work began as most shifts did. Breakfast in the cafeteria with the girls, gym time, school, and then the typical turn for the worst. There was a girl who we'll call N. She was probably one of the craziest people I had ever met in my life. She was of larger build, dark hair, and had only one eye. Like most of the youth at MYC, she was a very troubled teen. She had been involved in drugs, prostitution, and in the juvenile system for most of her adolescent life. She had come from a broken home and suffered an array of mental health disorders. N had a long history of self-harming and suicide attempts. She was very aggressive, strong, and had a very short fuse. Oftentimes she was in a waist belt for the safety of others as well as herself. When N wasn't acting out, she was actually quite pleasant. She had a great sense of humor, infectious laugh, and she really liked me. However, this was not the case on this particular Alaskan spring day. On this day, she was upset. When she was upset, she'd like to play games, and when I say games, I am not referring to Monopoly. Anne liked to take her glass out of her eye and roll it around her dirty cell floor. Sometimes she would use it to taunt the other residents. On this day, she decided it would be fun to flush her eye down the toilet that was in her cell. This eye was a custom-made eye for N by a doctor that was flown to Alaska from the lower 48. It fit her eye socket perfectly and looked very realistic. The eye was created to instill a boost of confidence. Her backup eye was very uncomfortable and poorly made. With her infectious laughter in her voice, she asked staff to retrieve the good eye from the flesh. When she was told that was impossible, the laughter stopped. She erupted like a volcano. My shift ended late with N being restrained. 
On my way home, my friend Kelsey said she was having people over and invited me to her new place for drinks and a barbecue. I had told her I had a challenging day at work and would love to come over and drink the pain away. The house was located in a cute, well-established West Side neighborhood. When I arrived to the house, Kelsey gave me a tour, and then we got right to work with those drinks. The girls who were at the house hung out on the back deck around a fire pit, doing what girls do best, chatting. I had told the girls about what I do for work, and everyone was so engaged in my stories. I began telling them about my eventful day with One-Eyed N when out walked Bryce. Bryce is a longtime friend of Kelsey's and was also her roommate. Despite being friends and playing soccer with Kelsey for the past 10 years, I had never met Bryce before. He was cute, minus his boyishly chin patch of facial hair. He was tall, dirty blonde, and manly with an athletic build. He sat down, introduced himself, and proceeded to listen to my crazy story about One-Eyed N. I knew he thought I was funny. Bryce had a good laugh. It's loud and animated, but it isn't obnoxious. When he laughed, I instantly noticed it and said to myself, I like this guy's laugh. Bryce was very accommodating and a great host. He made sure my drink was always full and that I had gotten to try his barbecue chicken stuffed with jalapenos, bacon, and cheese. I left that night feeling better and ready to conquer my next work adventure with One-Eyed N. A few weeks pass and I get a text message from Bryce letting me know that he was planning on going downtown to celebrate his birthday with some of his friends. Little did he know, Kelsey had planned a surprise party for Bryce at their house. I gave Bryce a lame excuse of why I couldn't make it downtown and proceeded to RSVP with Kelsey for the surprise party. The theme was around the world and costumes were a must if you wanted to partake in partying. I was told it was okay to bring other people along. So I dressed myself and my boyfriend up as Indians. It was a simple costume that I had all the DIY materials for and it turned out great. The party was a blast, plenty of friends, great costumes, drinks, and laughter. Bryce seemed to be having a great night. We chatted a few times during the party, and before the night was over, he thanked me for coming and said he was happy I was there to celebrate with him. Later that week, Bryce invited me to meet him for lunch at a local food truck we had talked about at the party. I was hungry. And I love food trucks, so I brought my sister Mary along with me. We had a nice food truck lunch at the park, and then we parted ways. When we got in the car, Mary said, That guy likes you. He paid for both of our meals. I laughed and assured her that he did not like me. I stated, He knows I have a boyfriend, and that he was just a nice guy with a lot of friends, which I honestly thought. During this time, my boyfriend and I had been together since senior year of high school. Let me do the math for you. That was seven years. We were at different stages of our lives and had been struggling with our relationship for quite a while. He was depressed and I was holding on, trying to fix things. The relationship was exhausting, mundane, and passionless. A couple weeks passed and I was at the Honda dealership waiting on an oil change for my vehicle to be done. I get a text from Bryce asking if I would be interested in playing on a co-ed softball team that summer. He said I knew a few of the girls on the team, including Kelsey, who was the one that encouraged him to ask me to play. Kelsey knew I had never played softball before, but 
knew I had the athletic ability to learn. I reiterated to him that I had never played before and then accepted his offer. He came to the dealership to collect the money to play on the team, and he waited with me. As we chatted, I noticed he sat staring at my freshly painted toes as I talked. I'm pretty big on intentional eye contact during conversations, so I thought it was weird, and maybe he was just bored with the conversation, but I didn't think much of it. As the summer began, my softball skills improved while my relationship with my boyfriend deteriorated. It was over. He didn't want the things that I wanted, and I didn't want the things he wanted. We weren't fixable, and I had been defeated in the relationship. I called up Kelsey and told her it was over, and we did what we do best. We drank. I was okay, and I wasn't as sad as most people had expected me to be, largely due to the fact the relationship had struggled for so long, and I was exhausted. After the softball game that week, Bryce followed me to my car and asked if I was going to join the team for a bite to eat. I told him I was just going to go home and I wasn't in the greatest mood because of the breakup. He apologized and acted as if he didn't know. I later found out Kelsey had told him immediately after the breakup. Bryce apparently rejoiced in happiness and knew he had finally had a shot. As the summer progressed, I focused on having fun. The summer consisted of softball, partying, drinking, hangovers at work, partying, drinking, and the freshness of Bryce's presence. He was so much fun. His liveliness and his passion for the things he was really into was exhilarating. I had never met anyone in my life who was so 100% or nothing at all. He was a breath of fresh air. And that laugh, I couldn't get enough of it. He was down for anything, and he made sure I knew it. There were countless times where Kelsey and I would be out partying downtown at the bars, and Bryce would always show up as soon as he could get off work just to see me, even if it was just for 30 minutes. By this point, I knew Bryce was into me, and I was really into him too, but I was nervous. I was freshly out of a seven-year relationship, and I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to be, but I always found myself wanting to hear that laugh. On this particular summer Saturday night, my friend Asian Greta and I were at a downtown bar called Bernie's Bungalow. We looked great and felt great. We started the night listening to live music out on the patio with our double vodka sodas. As the night progressed, I knew Bryce was coming for me. We had been texting the whole night, texting flirting, and just had to hear that laugh. When he arrived, Greta and I were at our prime, living our best lives ready, willing, and able to hit that dance floor. Bryce is a very good dancer, and he had no shame in showing me his moves. I was so into Bryce and how much fun we were having, and out of nowhere, like unchaperoned teenagers at a movie on a Friday night, we started making out right there on the dance floor. I had never acted in such a way. At the time, in my head, I thought, oh my god, this is so hot. But in reality, as I write this as a sober, functional adult, we were super gross. I can also attest to how gross we looked because I remember looking around that dirty, sweaty dance floor in search for Asian Greta, only to see her making out with a rando. Here I was being a good friend searching for her so she wouldn't feel as I ditched her for a steamy, passionate makeout sesh when she was looking equally as gross with her rando. 
At this point in my life, I would like to say that wasn't my finest nights with Bryce, but I would be lying if I said I regret it, because I don't. Diane Collins, reading her very own love story. Stick around, we'll hear from her after the break. BND The Podcast is supported by Ding Hao. If you have a passion for eating, like Simone's do, there's only one place to indulge. And for a finer dining experience, check out Samurai Sushi, where nothing says I love you more than a spicy tuna roll. Welcome back. It's B&D, the podcast. I'm your host, Nina J. Lee. So what happened with Bryce and Diane after their passionate makeout sesh on the dirty, sweaty dance floor? I'm happy to say Bryce was and still is my breath of fresh air to this day. I just couldn't resist those dance moves and that laugh. Even though he can drive me crazy with his 100% all-or-nothing way of life, he is still my favorite person and the absolute best part of my day. I couldn't imagine what my world would be like without him. After countless adventures, monumental memories, and Bryce's infectious laughter, Bryce and Diane are engaged. They share a home in West Anchorage where they like to host dinner parties and competitive game nights. Although they have outgrown the making out on a dirty, sweaty dance floor scene downtown, Bryce is still very much so into impressing Diane with his dance moves. If you are ever interested in seeing video footage of Bryce's moves, email me at njlee724 at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us. This is B&D. B&D, the podcast, is brought to you by 907 Nightlife. Are you looking for true love? You can find it on a sweaty Saturday night on the Bernie's Bungalow dance floor. Not only does Bernie's Bungalow promise love, it also offers a large array of liquid courage to quench your thirst. See you Saturday. You won't be disappointed.